see we got a nice new setup here to see the board unfold we're going to do 48 picks we're going to do it in chunks of six here and we're going to talk about everything in the context of the combine there's plenty of risers i'd actually say there's more fallers post combine so without further ado let's get into some of these player values Right off the bat here, things are going to stay chalk. 101, Bijan Robinson running back out of Texas. He came to the combine. He ran a good time. No concerns. Nothing's changed. Speaking of running a good time at the combine, 102, this is a super flex mock draft. Anthony Richardson comes off the board. Now, before you react too strongly here, I want to break down the purpose of mock drafts for me. It's twofold. I'm trying to give you an exercise in what could happen in your rookie drafts. And also when I do mock drafts, I'm not reading off of the rookie big board rankings. If you want full access to the rookie big board rankings, sorted by position tier, NFL draft capital, all the good stuff here, all 187 rookies that are fantasy football relevant or on the rookie big board, head on over to patreon.com slash rookie big board for just $3 a month. You get access to the rankings. What I'm doing here in the mock draft is trying to give you an idea of what could happen and also what I think folks are going to do. And I'm going to draw uh, comparisons between what I expect people to do and what my rankings are throughout this mock draft video. Anthony Richardson hype is very high. The upside is there. I've been saying all along Anthony Richardson is the right type of risk to take. Now, I expected Richardson to, to test well at the combine. I expected him to run well if he chose to run. But at the end of the day, he still did it. And he confirmed a lot of expectations here. So Anthony Richardson, I think, is locked and loaded into a top 10 NFL draft selection. Probably is going even as high as top four now. And I think his ADP in Superflex leagues is going to reflect that here. So I wouldn't take him 102. I still have him 106 on the rookie big board rankings, the sixth player overall. I would take Bryce Young 102. So in this mock draft, I have him coming off the board 103 here. Nothing changed for Bryce Young. It's cool coming off the combine that he came in at 5'10 and a quarter, 204. That 204 number makes him historically a little bit less of an outlier just because you can compare him to Kyler Murray, who of course was the first overall pick in his class. Now, Bryce Young is a great passer. I think he's going to command an NFL offense. I think it would be a great value here to get him at 103. At 104, it's Jameer Gibbs. We knew Jameer Gibbs was fast. He looks quick on his tape, but I got to tell you, when I saw that, that 40 time in the four threes, I got excited I did bump up his speed score a little bit uh, because of it. And his rookie big board rating did actually move up just a smidge from an 8-1 to an 8-2 here. 104, really good value here for Jameer Gibbs. A lot of folks see this as a tier break, but I actually would include C.J. Stroud in that same tier right now. I like C.J. Stroud a ton. 
I think he's being slept on a little bit. I think he could be the first quarterback selected in the NFL draft. It would not shock me. Let's be honest here. Young, Richardson, Stroud, these guys are really going to see a swing in their fantasy football value once we learn their landing spot in terms of projecting out volume because I'm pretty confident with all of their draft capital. Here's a big difference now between what I expect to happen in Superflex drafts and my rankings. I have Will Levis currently valued as a second-round Superflex rookie pick. He's not going to go in the second round. He's going to go in the same run of other quarterbacks. I personally would not touch him. I do not like his film. I think he's the wrong type of risk to take. And if you want to get more in-depth on that, he does have a rookie profile already on the rookie big board. So you can head on over to the YouTube channel or scroll back a little bit if you're listening on the podcast feed. All right, let's jump into our next six guys here. 107, Jackson Smith and Jigba. If anything happened at the Combine, it was a confirmation that JSN is wide receiver one for me. And it's really because some of the other wide receivers slid down a little bit with Jordan Addison being one of those guys. Jordan Addison coming in at 5'11", 173, and didn't really have the speed score that I wanted out of the Combine. I was disappointed by Jordan Addison. He was right at the edge of a tier, and he actually did bump down for me. So my league winner tier on the rookie big board uh, is the tier of wide receiver one, two borderline guys. He he uh, slid down to the top of weekly starter tier, which is wide receiver twos. So, you know, I think uh, Jordan Addison, he slid down just a little bit. I dropped his draft capital just a little bit here, uh, but I still think he goes probably in a similar range. You know, 108, 107 to 110 overall feels like a pretty good spot. I did have a little bit of a wide receiver run here because I think it's going to be a little bit of a dealer's choice. So 109, I have Quentin Johnston out of TCU going. I got to tell you, I wasn't thrilled with Quentin Johnston out of TCU before the combine and he actually slid down my rankings even more and here's why I understand the athletic testing that he did do came in well but he was listed at 6'4 and he came in at 6'2 so he's two inches shorter and he chose not to run the 40 time so we're losing size and we're losing the speed those were the two upside traits that balanced all the negatives on Quentin Johnston's film. So I wouldn't touch Quentin Johnston at 109, but I know the folks that were in on him already aren't going to pivot off of him. So Johnston could go as high as 106 in your rookie draft. It wouldn't surprise me, but I don't think he hits value until the second round of rookie drafts here. 110, Zach Charbonnet. Zach Charbonnet, folks, with the newest rookie big board rankings adjustment, I can confidently finally put him in as running back three, okay? And these guys are kind of all in their own tier. Like Bijan's in his own tier, Gibbs is in his own tier. And then you are going to kind of break into a, you know, a more open group here. But for me, Zach Charbonnet has slid above Zach Evans, who came in uh, 13 pounds lighter than he was listed and didn't run. And then Sean Tucker, who also didn't run. You know, I'm frustrated by both of those guys not running. I expected speed to be a big part of their game. And so I'm bumping up Zach Charbonnet, who ran a 4.5, and at his size, I was very happy with that low 4.5 from Zach Charbonnet. To round out the first round, a pair of wide receivers that are fast and could capture round one draft capital, starting with Jalen Hyatt, the wide receiver out of Tennessee, and then Zay Flowers, wide receiver out of Boston College. 
Now, possibly nobody is a hotter prospect right now over the last month and six weeks than Zay Flowers out of Boston College. Unfortunately, folks, I think we've soaked up a lot of Zay Flowers' fantasy football value. At 112, I'm just not sure you're going to get the return on him, but I do think that's where he's going to end up getting drafted because he's a hot name right now, and he's going to secure late round one draft capital, in my opinion. I love Jalen Hyatt. That's my guy. I think he's floating under the radar. I think there's some folks who still wouldn't take him at 111, but I think he's a fantastic value there at 111. All right, let's keep things moving here. Let's jump into the second round of this Superflex PPR mock draft. With 201, Michael Mayer, tight end out of Notre Dame. I would be plenty happy taking Michael Mayer at the back end of the first round. You know, he's currently 10 on the rookie big board right now. Uh, and positional value is very much factored into the rookie big board rankings. So uh, that being said, 201, I think he's a really good value. Zach Evans, running back out of Mississippi, previously alluded to. I still really like Evans's film but I know not everybody is in on Evans, right? So depending on who's in your league, he very much could slip into the second round. But I'll tell you what, hey, if you're the 102, it might be a big home run swing here, but you got Anthony Richardson in the first round, Zach Evans in the second round of this mock draft. You could really flip your roster if both of these guys hit. Josh Downs, wide receiver out of North Carolina here, sliding down a little bit in my rankings as well. And I think he will slide down in consensus. Listen, Josh Downs before the combine was already pigeonholed into a traditional slot type role. And then he comes in at 5'9", 171. He was listed at 5'11 and higher in the 170s. So for me, Josh Downs is going to be difficult to project fantasy football volume. I still like the player. I still think he's going to make a great piece to an NFL offense. But I do think he's going to slide outside of my top 50 draft capital that I really covet. And I'm going to have a tough time, depending on the offense, projecting volume for him. So I hope he gets a rebound post-draft, but I don't necessarily see that being the case. 204, 205, 206. Put these running backs in any order you want. It's another dealer's choice situation between Sean Tucker out of Syracuse, Devin Achain out of Texas. Wait, Devon Achain. I've gotten some comments on how to pronounce his name. I hope that's an improvement out of Texas A&M. Uh, who is certainly a speedster, ran a 4-3 at the Combine. We expected that, but weighed in at 188. That's just a little light. I was hoping he could squeeze into that 195 number, especially because we know if, if he's bulking up. Although he ran 188 and, and still ran a 4-3. So it's, it's solid size. I, I hope he can find his way into volume, but I'm going to need to see the landing spot before I can really push him up the board. I like Tank Bigsby. I think he ran a, a solid, uh, solid uh, performance for his size. Uh, he came in at 210. I think that's great for Tank Bigsby. So I like Tank. I know there's some folks who would take Tank at 202 instead of Zach Evans. That's perfectly fine with me. You know, I could order these guys in in any way, all these second round running backs, and I could get comments telling me that I ordered them wrong. But I enjoy those comments. So if you're watching on YouTube, please drop a comment. Let me know how you feel about it. And while you're here, make sure you subscribe. I got the full rookie profile series going here and uh, and like the video as well. I would very much appreciate that. All right. Back end of the second round here, Cedric Tillman out of Tennessee. I'm a big fan of Cedric Tillman. I haven't actually adjusted Cedric Tillman's grade, but as other wide receivers have dropped, a la Josh Downs, Quinton Johnston, Cedric Tillman finds himself 
you know, moving up uh, by, by uh, you know, just kind of being consistent, he finds himself actually moving up the rankings a little bit. Rashi Rice, 208. I got to tell you, folks, I'm not there with Rashi Rice out of SMU. I loved watching him. Uh, play college football. I love watching the ponies offense. So I watched a ton of Rashi Rice. I just am not convinced the traits are going to get there, but I know a lot of folks are. So some people are probably watching this video thinking I took Rice way too late. It's too early for me, but maybe a happy medium to give you an idea of where he actually will go in your rookie drafts. All right, 209 Dalton Kincaid out of Utah. Dalton Kincaid is the right type of tight end prospect here. Athletic, wins before wins after the catch. I love his contact balance. I think he's a tight end here that we could legitimately project between 70 and 90 targets by the time we get to his sophomore season. You know, when it comes down to the tight end prospects here in this year's class, you're probably going to have to spend a second round pick if you want to get one of the top tier guys. So I'm happy to use the 209 on Dalton Kincaid. All right, another guy that I'm not quite as high on as consensus is Tajay Spears out of Tulane. I think we're going to learn a lot more about Tajay Spears. Haven't heard any rumblings or any rumors about his medical testing at the Combine. That's what I was honestly very interested in. And sometimes we don't hear about those things until we hit a free fall on draft night. I'm not wishing that for Spears. He's an athletic player. He's an explosive runner. I think he's really exciting. I understand why folks are excited about him. He measured in, again, consistently above 200 pounds, just like the senior bowl. So I'm cool. I'm cool with the hype on Tajay Spears. It's just a little rich for me. But hey, how about Marvin Mims out of Oklahoma? I am psyched about Marvin Mims. All right, you go back to any mock draft I've been doing for a long time. I've been talking about Marvin Mims out of Oklahoma, and nobody was catching on. I couldn't get the momentum built. And part of it was I was tampering down expectations myself because although I love his tape, I love his route running, I love his hands, I love his ability to separate. Everything we were hearing out of Oklahoma, and even on tape, it felt like he wasn't going to be a super great athletic tester. Well, guess what? He came in burned at the combine. He put a good athletic score. And so Marvin Mims is very much a riser. Lock him into day two draft capital, and he shot up the board for me. So I'm happy to take Marvin Mims here at 211. I would smash that selection all day. And how about Darnell Washington out of Georgia, 212? I've said it once. I'll say it again. I wouldn't be shocked if Darnell Washington is actually the first tight end taken, despite the fact that I, you know, Mayer and Kincaid also have a great argument here to be the first tight end taken. I love Washington. I understand he's a great blocker. NFL teams are going to want to deploy him as a blocker, but he is an underrated pass catcher as well. He was very much. Uh, a key part of that passing attack at Georgia, despite the lack of volume, they just don't need to pass the ball a lot and they didn't need to pass the ball to Darnell Washington, but an NFL team will absolutely understand how to utilize him and how to utilize him in the red zone here. All right, moving on to round three and folks, before I even get into this round, I want to emphasize that these guys that I'm about to read off here in the third round are still players that I would be so excited about adding onto my roster. So, you have the opportunity here over the next couple months just to get a, a third thrown into a trade, or there's somebody that you're looking at your roster, a veteran, and you're saying, I don't know if I really want this guy. Maybe I could pivot off of him, get a couple of threes back for him. 
I'm definitely willing to add some dart throws to my rookie drafts. And I want to get those third round picks because I think they're still being undervalued. Folks have caught on to the second round picks by this point. But third round picks, you could still nail some dart throws here. And every single year we get guys that hit with an ADP in the third round. So let's start with Parker Washington out of Penn State. I'm a big fan of Parker Washington. You know, he weighed in a little bit lower, which I didn't love because I love the fact that he combined that speed and athleticism with size, but he's still over 200 pounds. I do think he could still get top 100 draft capital. So I think, you know, we do this exercise again in a month. Parker Washington uh, lives more in that second round, but I just have found consensus hasn't really caught on to the excitement that I have for Parker Washington. 302, Hendon Hooker, Tennessee. All the reports are coming out that he is medically on track uh, and that he is crushing the interviews. The more and more seven-round mock drafts that I do, and yes, I'm probably doing too many of them, the harder and harder it is for me to see Hendon Hooker dropping outside of the top 75. Listen, he's not going first round. If he was healthy, I think he could have gone first round going to be Anthony Richardson, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Will Levis in the first round. There's going to be a large gap. All right. And then Hendon Hooker will be the next quarterback taken. And I think he's going to have the opportunity to step into a starter role uh, starting the 2024 season. So a lot to like about Hendon Hooker. I think in the third round, that's the right time to invest in a and a likely backup quarterback here. Kendra Miller, 303 out of TCU. Uh, not a, the biggest fan of Kendra Miller, but I know other folks are, so he might not even make it to 303. 304, my guy, Puka Nakua. I would take Puka mid-second round, quite frankly. You know, I have him coming off the board here at 304. Uh, you know, I'd consider him as early as 204, but I know I can wait and get him. I love Puka. I do think folks are going to, uh, you know, at some point eventually catch on. To how good of a contested catch guy he is, how consistent his hands are, how versatile he was as a rusher. You know, he scored five rushing touchdowns and five receiving touchdowns at BYU in his senior season. So a lot to like there about Puka. Hey, back to back, my guys, why not? Eric Gray out of Oklahoma. All I hear uh, from the NFL side of things is that folks really like Eric Gray. He went to the Senior Bowl. He did well. He measured in good enough at the combine. I wouldn't be shocked if Eric Gray sneaks in to late day two. If not, I think he's a, a primary target for an NFL team at the top of day three, right? You know, that Michael Carter type range, perhaps. All right, last guy in this group here, Luke Musgrave out of Oregon State. You know, there's there's a lot of folks from the NFL draft side of things that actually have Luke Musgrave maybe even going first above the three tight ends that I took in the second round. I've watched the Luke Musgrave tape. You know, I see the upside, and I think he would get drafted on upside. But listen, uh, I'm not leaning into that upside and the tight end position, which we already know is volatile. So I'd let Luke Musgrave go here a full round later than the than the or a full half round later, I should say, than some of the other tight ends here that we've talked about. Moving into the back end of the third round, here's Roshan Johnson out of Texas. Hey, Roshan went to the combine. He made he he weighed in well here. I'm gonna double check my numbers. I believe he came in at 220. Uh, by the way, just checking the rookie big board here. Sorry, this actually wasn't a planned plug. 60219. He had a good athletic testing, a solid 40 time. I believe he ran in the four fives, which is great for his size. Johnson may not ever be the flashiest guy coming through, but he's that guy who may who's going to end up being the running back two on a roster 
And if that running back one goes down for injury or otherwise, he's going to step up and you give him 225 touches and he's going to be a consistent fantasy football producer. So if I'm sitting there at 307, you know, compared to who's on the board, who's left, Roshan Johnson 10 out of 10 times is who I'm going to add to my roster. Israel Banakanda at a pit. It'll be really interesting to see where Izzy goes. Uh, you know, a lot of folks have him as an early day three selection. I'm leaning a little bit more towards late day three. Uh, so, you know, draft capital really determine where he lands in my rankings. But in terms of consensus, you know, we're very much in the in the get your guy territory. And Izzy is definitely like a guy for a lot of people. So I didn't want to drop him too far here out of respect in the mock draft. And again, that's why I drop those comments. Let me know because that's, you know, oftentimes a, one of the ways that I'm pulling consensus as well as, you know, polling analysts, talking to other analysts, uh, you know, working through the rookie big board discord, of course, as well. All right. Jaden Reed 309 out of Michigan state, big fan of Jaden Reed. I got to say, you know, I do, I do think Jaden Reed might be a little bit more of a, of a contributor from an NFL side of things than from a fantasy football perspective, but I do think he has fantasy football upside. It's going to be a matter of what that landing spot is and not so much the draft capital, because I do think he's going, you know, on that day two, day three border, but I want to see, you know, how he fits into a volume projection in the offense that he lands on tank Dell 310 wasn't super impressed with tank Dell's speed and athleticism, you know, uh, considering the fact that he weighed in here, uh, you know, as small as we expected, 5'8", 165. You want to see somebody really fly uh, and really be an outstanding athlete. But he has good tape. He has exciting tape. He's going to contribute to special teams. And I think he's going to be valued for that. And so I think he very much could be a day two selection. I still have him projected out there uh, in my ranking. Kenny McIntosh into Georgia. Ooh, uh, four six five, I believe, was the forty time for for Kenny McIntosh. Super disappointing. I had him as a day two draft pick, and I adjusted him to a day three draft pick here. Just too many good running backs in that range uh, to be able to not you know nail that forty time. So Kenny McIntosh is dropping a little bit, but you know who did nail the forty time is Chase Brown out of Illinois. I bumped him down on consensus because folks do not seem to be in on him, and you know. To be fair, he didn't have the best senior bowl, but I love his tape. He was super productive there when Brett Bielema got to Illinois. And I do think an NFL team is going to fall in love with him, potentially take him as a top 100 pick. So at 312, I think he's returning really nice value. But let's go ahead and get into the fourth round here. We're going to keep this mock draft rolling with Charlie Jones out of Purdue. Charlie Jones, I've been talking about it, that he was going to hit that 4-4. He hits that 4-4, and still nobody cares about Charlie Jones out of Purdue. I like Charlie Jones in the fourth round. I'm happy to get him. You know, I feel a little bit bad dropping Xavier Hutchinson 402 here because I do think he's a really solid player, but I worry about his ceiling and I worry about his upside. So, you know, if Hutch ends up falling to the fourth round, I think you've got a great player to add to your bench here. Um, and depending on landing spot, you know, if he can get some good volume, uh, you know, Hutch could certainly be an impact player in the NFL, but he's going to fall in this mock draft. Evan Hole, 403 at a Northwestern. Evan Hole, uh, underrated pass catcher. He's a good athlete. Uh, he tested well. He's, he has solid 40 time here, but I couldn't push him up much higher. Uh, so Evan Hole, we might have to just be happy with him being a good value here falling into the fourth round. All right, and here it is, folks. Here it is. The slide has gone far enough. Kayshawn Butte, 404 out of LSU. Listen, this, oh, man. I mean, we put Keyshawn Boutte everywhere. 
uh, on these mock drafts. He at first he wasn't in because he was uh, going to go back to LSU, and then we put him in. Uh, and you know he was more of a second round selection. And now we're sitting here, and he's in the fourth round because we have just a variety of yellow flags popping up here. Red flags. I'm sorry, yellow flags is too kind, right? So we have. Uh, a really suspect 2022 tape in terms of mental drops, in terms of effort, in terms of consistency. We have off the field rumors and news here that may have led to him, you know, taking a leap to the NFL draft before he really wanted to. So uh, on field concerns, off field concerns. And then this guy who we were excited about because he's a great athlete and he's going to be fast goes to the combine doesn't run in the four fours, doesn't test that well. Overall, Kayshawn Boutte for me has fallen into a, a late day three NFL draft selection. You know, I know the biggest question I got in the rookie big board discord and in my Twitter uh, questions uh, post combine was, you know, is Kayshawn Boutte even getting drafted? I do think he's getting drafted, but man, does this feel like Justin Ross last year? Like, I feel like people are going to draft Kayshawn Boutte because they're still in love with the idea of Kayshawn Boutte. Um, and maybe he doesn't even make an NFL roster at a training camp. I hope it's not that bad. I hope I'm overreacting. I hope I'm being pessimistic. But, man, it doesn't feel good for Kayshawn Boutte right now. 405, Andre Ishivas. Uh, man, I thought I had that one down. Out of Princeton, man, he tested really well. I think he's going to get a bump in consensus post NFL draft because I still don't think folks have caught on to this former track star that that is measuring in here at 63205 and is looks really good handwork and contested catchability for how raw he is playing at Princeton and 406 Max Duggan Max Duggan's going to be the last quarterback here that I take in the mock uh, you know, I, I debated even leaving Max Duggan out of this because there are plenty of other running backs and wide receivers that I want to squeeze into these last few picks. But I decided to leave him in because he tested well athletically, which I saw on tape. I don't think a lot of folks were excited about it. And so I do think Max Duggan is the other quarterback that can go day two. You know, I do think there's going to be a gap between him and, and Hendon Hooker. But I do think Max Duggan sneaks in maybe in the 90s, you know, even 100, uh, really at the edge of that. But the other guys like Hayner and Hall and, and Bajan, I expect them to go day three. So Duggan, you know, with a little bit of draft capital here, if he gets day two draft capital, I don't think folks are going to let him go undrafted in a four-round Superflex PPR mock draft. Dwayne McBride out of Alabama, Birmingham. You know, I'm still a big fan of Dwayne McBride. I think he's flying under the radar. This is going to be somebody who I'm going to need the NFL to tell me, right? Got to listen to the NFL, listen to that draft capital. Trey Palmer. Trey Palmer ran a great 40. You know, Palmer's a really exciting prospect. I do think he's limited because I think he's going to play in a traditional slot role in the NFL. But even going back to his LSU tape, I've liked Trey Palmer. Uh, and he had certainly had some good tape in uh, Nebraska this past year, 2022, especially early in the season. You could see some really nice uh, nice performances from, from uh, Trey Palmer. So I think we got to sneak him in here in that 408 range. Rakeem Jarrett. Just keep sliding. You know, this is on me. I, I've, I had Rakeem Jarrett as somebody in the second round of, of rookie drafts, you know, back in the preseason. I, I do think Rakeem Jarrett, you know, ends up being a solid player, but, you know, just not there in terms of consensus. Tucker Craft, we slid him in here, 410. I think Tucker Craft is going to get a little bit of bump post-NFL draft. I think he ends up going day two, uh, but he's not really in that same conversation as Mayor Kincaid, Washington, Musgrave for me right now, but I couldn't let him not be a part of this mock draft. 
Uh, 411, Christopher Rodriguez out of Kentucky. You know, it was really interesting looking at the measurements overall from this draft class. A lot of guys did come in light, but Christopher Rodriguez still came in 6-0, still came in 217. He looks strong. He's got good contact balance. He's got good lower body strength on his SEC tape playing against the best, the strongest, the biggest defenders in the country week in and week out. And he had some massive production there for Kentucky. So I couldn't let him slide out of the draft. And there was probably 15 guys here that I wanted to put in this 412 slot because I wanted to have an opportunity to talk about them. Y'all know I've done six round mock drafts before here, but I wanted to keep it tame. So I slid in Elijah Higgins. So Elijah Higgins out of Stanford, you know, ended up coming in with a pretty good size. I just want to confirm it here. 6'3", 235. You know, Higgins could uh, maybe be like a Darren Waller type guy where he's a wide receiver, but he ends up being a tight end. And so that's actually why I chose to slide him in here because it could be really good positional value uh, down the road. Super great athlete. He tested well. I loved his hands. I loved his upside on tape. You weren't really able to see much of anybody in that Stanford offense. So you're not going to get too, too much out of his tape, but you're going to see upside and you're going to pair that upside with some combine upside. And I think uh, eventually we're going to pair it with some pretty solid NFL draft capital. So there you go. 48 selections here, folks. Now is the time. If you enjoy these mock drafts that I do, if you're enjoying this episode, please, please, please. Head on over to patreon.com slash rookie big board. Get in on the action for just $3 a month. You get access to my full rankings, my rookie rankings, my Debbie rankings, my dynasty rankings. And now there is one single board where you can actually directly compare Debbie dynasty and rookie value one-to-one. You get access to the rookie draft guide that's coming out this month. And you get access to the rookie big board discord where we're answering trade questions, uh, prospect questions, NFL draft questions, uh, uh, literally like you're on the draft in your rookie draft questions, roster construction, nonstop. It's it's a consistent uh, source of information that's personalized to your fantasy football roster. I urge you to check that out. I appreciate you checking out this episode of the Rookie Big Board.